Welcome to Red, White, and Boo, a podcast by the Military Mom Collective. I'm Taylor. I'm Nikki. And I'm Mara. Hi, everyone. So, is anybody else like me and feeling tired of being a military spouse? <laughs> Raise his hand quickly. Because <laughs> that is the topic of today's episode. We are discussing an article that is just simply titled, I'm Tired of Being a Military Spouse. And I feel like we have probably all been there at a time or two. Um, so maybe just to remind our listeners, do we want to discuss how long we've been affiliated with the military real quick before jumping into this? So I have um, been married for almost 12 years and then um, like a significant other before that. Um, so total almost 15 years. How about you guys? Yeah. So, um, I'm trying to do the math. <laughs> um, we've almost been married 10 years and this will be, he's working on year 12 okay. question mark. So I've been associated with it for 10, <laughs> almost 11 actually. Yeah. No, gosh. Yeah, 11. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> they all start to run together. They do. For a while. Um, we have been married for 12 and a half years and he has been affiliated with the military for six years. Okay. So we were well into married life when he joined. He was, <laughs> he turned 31 in boot camp, So it was a whole different experience. Um, but I think everyone has some of the same gripes with being a military spouse, whether you've been affiliated for four months or 15 years. So what is everyone tired of? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think today, I do believe it changes day to day, (laughs) uh, season to season. Today, I think I'm just tired of the unknown, which I know is life in general, but, um, you know, we're coming off you know, the holiday season, seeing family, of course, family wants to know where we're going next. And are we going on a big family summer vacation? And it's like, I don't know what our life is going to be like in the next six to 10 months. So I just the unknown for me today. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite question. It's because every answer is, I don't know. Truly. I don't know. Are, are they going to be able to make it to summer vacation? Are they going to come to the wedding? Are they going to be there for first day of school? Are they going to be there for Christmas? Are you guys traveling home? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I just need to tattoo that across my forehead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why we're called dependents because it feels like we're anything but dependable. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> You can't, you cannot depend on my plans, guys. <laughs> no, never. Yeah. So Taylor, I'm, you're in the middle of the PCS. <laughs> I am in the middle of an, yeah, uh, goodness, an, uh, an O'Connor's PCS. So, um, yeah, goodness. I think. That's stressful in itself. Like whether you're moving down the street or you're moving across the world, moving's not easy. PCSing's literally not, not fun. Um, I think the stress of just like, and I know this is how things work, but like 
the timelines of it all and like why is it not streamlined we've been doing we've been moving we have been moving military members for how long uh-huh. to the same places uh-huh. for how long uh-huh. why is it not streamlined yeah and why mm, I don't, mm. <laughs> And y'all, I love, love me a good, like, dependable Facebook group where I can go on and get the information, like PCS Like a Pro, like, oh yeah, I love those. But I'm telling you right now, if y'all could see my skin and the way, like, I'm getting rashes up my necks when people are talking about their things being broken or, mm-hmm. like, why? Or things... The biggest one that's just making my stomach churn right now is things being stolen from military families. And it just, it just irks me that that is the, what we have to deal with as military families. And we're, you know, making this sacrifice to stay a family unit and move together and ah. (laughs) not that it would be any better if we were civilian moving, you know, like I'm not saying that, but. You would think no. we would have this down to a science by now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and- we've moved four times in four years and there is every move. There was something broken, something missing, something not where it was supposed to be. Like you would think that there's a system down and there's not. Yeah. Yeah. But piggybacking off of that, my least favorite thing is the start over after mm-hmm. a move. The redecorating the house and the 18 different styles of curtains that you have because you're not sure which (laughs) ones are going to work in which house the re-registering for school and finding doctors and keeping track of all those documents and the start over the mental load of the, the the restart in every location is just so heavy and I feel like it always falls on us as the spouse. Yeah. Well, because yeah, they, they, they're they have to go. Yeah, they have to work. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, I think, my least favorite part or the thing I'm tired of most as we continue to fight with schools for my, one of my children after being here for a year and a half. <laughs> um. The article mentions quite a few things. Um, (laughs) uh, One of those is solo parenting. I feel like that's one that we all can relate to. Oh, yeah. And counting back to one of our first episodes, Murphy's Law in the military, I feel like that is something that always rears its ugly head. As when we're military, like people don't get it until they get it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things I've always said about the military mom collective as a whole is that I want to be a positive place for um, resources and encouragement for military spouses Um, and just anyone affiliated with the military as a whole. Obviously, we have launched Love Mom and we're growing our um, community. So even moms and military members and as we all know, as military spouses, there are plenty, plenty of places that are full of complaints about this lifestyle and 
just, you know, knock down drag outs about it. Um, and again, I'm, I'm always trying to see the positive and the silver lining, but doesn't it just feel good to just be like, <laughs> uh, and to say it to somebody else who gets it and that, and that be it. Like you and I, you, Nikki, Mara, you guys know that like, I am super, super grateful for this life and the things we have is because of this lifestyle. Right. And it's, it's great. Like I look at other people our age and I'm like, look at the things we've done, the places we've seen, the things we've been able to do. Wow. Whoa. We are, we are blessed beyond measure. But dang it, if he could just be here for my birthday. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Sometimes, like, there are so many blessings that have come from being a military spouse. But sometimes it's, it's just, you need to live in the hard for a moment. Yeah. And, like, just ignore, like, no one can pretend that everything's great all the time. Right. Like, that's not healthy. Like, I said, the my least favorite part is the restart every time because of all the the paperwork but at the same time that restart is also refreshing yeah and it it always seems to come at the right time yeah yeah so even if i'm even if i'm kicking and screaming yes (laughs) if i'm getting pulled away from my new friends that i've just built that like real good bond with Mm mm-hmm or my doctor that i'm like okay you finally get me we're on a good track yes (laughs) On my nail tech, my nail tech, she's finally knows the shape <laughs> of <her> nails. <laughs> oh, I feel this. Yeah, I'm still looking for a hairdresser here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've had a hairdresser in five years because it's just, it's that hard to find someone. But for every positive, there is a negative, And sometimes you have to. And that's the whole, I feel like the whole point of this is you have to be able to look at both sides of the coin. And sometimes the negative is just where you need to sit for a minute. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, USAA Life Insurance Company and USAA Life Insurance Company of New York, providing protection for your family, peace of mind for you. Life insurance can help provide protection for uncertainties in life. And let's be honest, this military life has no shortage of uncertainties. Reevaluating and or obtaining life insurance will bring you peace of mind knowing that your family's financial future is secure. USAA Life Insurance Company and USAA Life Insurance Company of New York have coverage designed for you. Learn more by checking out our show notes. Yeah. So in saying that, um, like I said, I usually, actually, I would, I'll pat myself on the back 95% of the time, like to say that Military Mom Collective is going to stay positive. We're not going to get dragged down into that because ooh, ooh, it can get heavy <laughs> real quick. Um, yes. But we are going to ask our team <laughs> to tell us what they're, t- why, you know, things that they're tired about and forgot the question. What is their least favorite part of being a military? We've just talked about our least favorite parts. We're going to ask our contributors what are their least favorite parts of being a military spouse? Because in the back of your head, 
you know, you got one. Yes. And they're probably all going to be like, oh my gosh, this PCS really has gotten to her. Because if you've been in a military mom collective contributor meeting, I'm positive. Love, love my icebreaker questions. You're going to be like, what is this one? Yes. <laughs> so excited to ask them and uh, listen in. Hey, so um, this is Jen from Enfor Perfect Balance by Jen. Um, my only concern and frustration for the 30 years that my husband was in the Army was housing. I felt like if there was a problem, um, everything was kind of band-aided when it came to fixing the house. Um, a lot of the workers maybe have been jacks of all trades, but maybe masters of none. Um, I know we lived in historical housing, but I always felt like Instead of fixing the problem, it was just either put aside or band-aided and never really corrected. So have a great day. Uh, I actually kind of had a hard time with this question, to be honest, because as my husband and I are nearing the end of our military time, I am, I've done so much reflection lately, and I'm really learning to... Um, embrace all these challenges that we have faced over the last 20 years and feel like they have built me. Like, I would not be the person that I'm, I am without all the challenges of the military. <clears throat> but with that being said, I can say that I still think that one of the most difficult things about being a military spouse is not feeling like I belong like not finding my space um, by having to put a career on the back burner or to um, push things off, not to be able to form relationships very strongly because we know that we're going to move, not living in a home or in a house that is actually a home um, because you know that you're going to up and leave in like two to three years or less. <laughs> um I just really have struggled with being um, in a place where I feel like I belong. I feel like I am constantly searching for my people because it's just difficult to be around people who don't really get it. Um, because I can say that that is one long-standing thing about being a military spouse is just um, the average person just doesn't understand what you've been through at all. Um, but I think that this is so good because I think that it's such a healthy space um, for military spouses to be able to vent every now and then because it is such a struggle. Um, and I appreciate you asking this question because it really did um, make me do further reflection. And everything I came up with, I was just like, well, but if I hadn't gone through that, then I wouldn't have been able to do this. Or if I hadn't gone through that, then I wouldn't have been shaped by that as a person or grown deeper in my faith or, you know, so I'm, I guess it's just through the reflection in this 20 years that <laughs> going through all of the hard has led us to a place of, um, I'm not going to say, wow, it wasn't that bad because it was struggle, but that just this space that like, I'm kind of learning to appreciate. So, um, I hope that's helpful. Military, like, I thought about why uh, 
um, military spouse life is frustrating. And initially, I wanted to say that it was the loss of my career. Um, but when I, I panned out metaphorically about why that frustrates me, it's really the disconnect in understanding between the military community and the civilian world, um, which I'm sure that service members experience tenfold compared to, to what we do. But when I speak to military spouses about why a specific season or why things are difficult in our life, um, they understand without really having to, um, really having to ask questions and probe why it's, why it's difficult. Um, but when I explain to, um, you know, a, a family member or a, um, a, a friend about why life is difficult. There's like this barrier of, um, there's this barrier where they don't seem to understand why things feel so heavy or why things uh, feel difficult. Um, and I think that's my biggest frustration is, you know, as military spouses, we're very, you know, we think on our feet, we're very resilient to use, uh, you know, a, a hot topic word. Um, but there's only so much that we can do and we can only bend so far. Um, and without support within the military community, a lot of us would just really, really struggle. Um, but there's, I feel like there's not nearly as much support from the civilian side or from our, our civilian friends and family simply because they don't understand. Good morning. Um, my husband served in the Marine Corps and in the Army, and he was injured in Iraq in 2009 and then was medically retired. So for me, the most difficult thing about being a military wife or really a wounded warrior wife is just not knowing when PTSD is going to rear its ugly head. Um, yeah, I think that's the most difficult thing for me. All right, I'm Katie, and one of my biggest frustrations over the last 15 years of being an Air Force spouse has been that I am trusted to be in charge of everything while my husband is very frequently gone, but I'm supposed to have his permission or signature on most paperwork and things like housing. Um, the kids' sports programs must all go through his email primarily first um, before I get any of that information. So the double-edged sword of being in charge of everything but still needing permission is enough to make me insane some days when I'm trying to just take care of my family and my husband is a couple continents away. Hey, I'm Lisa, a Navy spouse. Um, my husband is 19 years in, almost 20. Um, and honestly, I can't decide which is my least favorite part of being a military spouse. Um, either the constant starting over and, you know, by starting over, I mean like with every PCS, it's, you know, figuring out the new location, the new schools, new friends, new doctors, new hairdresser, new grocery store, all the things like it's, there's just so many levels of starting over with every move. Um, it's that or just how unpredictable everything is like, there's just no way to plan for anything. Um, like vacations, uh, you know, where you're going to be living in two years, where, what your job's going to be. Um, can I work at this next place? Like, again, on every level, there, everything is just, you can't count on anything. And 
I truly can't decide. I've been thinking about this for a couple of days, um, and I don't know. They're pretty equal in which of those are my least favorite. So um, with starting over and just the unpredictable, you know, and even with like deployments and then, you know, oh, that deployment got canceled or that flight got canceled and now he's doing a different flight. And, you know, it's just it's constant and it's really difficult. I'm Ellen. I'm an Air Force spouse of almost 17 years. And something that is always so hard is leaving our friends behind and having to restart with each new duty station, kind of building that friend group up, um, getting plugged in, not only for myself, but um, for my kids and just to find a family friend. And I find that the older my kids are, the more we're out um, at their activities and things like that. And so, you know, they meet friends at school and at their activities, um, but it's a little bit harder for me. I work from home and I still consider myself a stay-at-home mom, even though I am working full-time from home. Um, so I have to make that effort to go out um, and it's just hard to meet people and start over every time we move. And I think that I'm just a person that really craves um, community and would love to just like be with my besties forever. And um, so that can be hard to see from the outside sometimes of friends that don't move around, um, that just have their really close friend groups. Um, and another thing is just not having the family um, nearby or, you know, a regular babysitter. We find a babysitter and then they move or um, all those kind of things. You know, we can't just go on a trip, my husband and I, or um, just finding childcare for our kids. Um, you know, when I was having my other babies, we had to rely on military friends, which was great, but we don't always have the opportunity to just have, you know, aunts and uncles and grandparents coming by all the time. So that can definitely be a challenge. Ashley, I'm an Army spouse and Army veteran. I'm continually frustrated by the costs that um, service members and their families incur during a PCS move, specifically stateside to overseas or overseas to stateside. Typically, families are waiting on their vehicles for approximately one to two months at a time. You are only authorized to ship one vehicle, at least from stateside to the receiving country in which you are PCSing to. And these items are seen as non-essential, but in fact, they are vital, vital to, um, you know, service members' movement um, to and from work, receiving groceries, childcare movement, school movement. Rental cars are essential to families as they transition in these, these periods of time and their quality of life. So we just heard from a bunch of our contributors. Thank you, ladies, for sending us your clips. But isn't it awesome to hear everyone, like all the different voices, and we all come at it from a different perspective, and yet we can all relate to what everyone's saying? Yes, every piece. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that sucked. I remember that. That sucked, too. Yeah, it makes it feel like we're not alone, which sometimes it can feel very lonely. We, we're sitting in the suck right now, <laughs> and that's okay. We're allowed to sit in the suck for a little bit. Yeah, I think my favorite part, too, uh, I loved everything that all the contributors said. 
I think um, one of the great things about this community that I've always loved about the Military Mom Collective is um, just feeling, even though we might not know the person who is writing the article or doing the podcast, it does feel, you know, like a, a community that we're a part of. And I definitely love that. And again, to reference the article that we're talking about, I'm tired of being a military spouse. I love the ending of it where it just says, today I was tired of it. So I threw myself a pity party for one. Tomorrow though, tomorrow I will do what's do best. Start canceling reservations, suck it up and move on. Here's to tomorrow. So to all of our listeners, tomorrow will be better and we are here for you. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to join us next week and to follow us on Instagram to continue the conversation. If you like what you've heard, kindly leave us a review and share with a friend.